Hello, and welcome to another episode of Joyful Recovery in Christ, a podcast dedicated to Christians in recovery. While we use the traditional 12 steps as a guide, we clearly define Jesus Christ as our higher power. In fact, the highest power. And we base our recovery on a vibrant faith in Jesus. I'm your host, Pastor Jim. August is the eighth month of the year, which means we'll be looking at the eighth step this month. The eighth step reads, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. So what exactly does it mean for us to make amends? Well, according to the American Heritage Dictionary, the definition of this phrase is, to make restitution to someone for insult or injury. The Christian recovery book, entitled 12-Step Christianity, says this about the process of amends. As followers of Christ, we are called to be at peace with everyone as much as possible. This goal cannot be accomplished without the willingness to admit and respond to the harm our sin has caused others. Jesus proclaims the importance of amends or restitution when he says in Matthew chapter 5, first be reconciled to your brother. End of quote. Step 8 is, quite naturally, the next step on our road to recovery. The big book of Alcoholics Anonymous says it well, quote, we have a list of all persons we have harmed and to whom we are willing to make amends. We made it when we took inventory. We subjected ourselves to a drastic self-appraisal. Now we go out to our fellows and repair the damage done in the past. We attempt to sweep away the debris which has accumulated out of our effort to live on self-will, and run the show ourselves. If we haven't the will to do this, we ask until it comes. Remember, it was agreed at the beginning that we would go to any lengths for victory over alcohol and our dependencies. End of quote. One of the Bible's best examples of making restitution or amends, is found in Luke's gospel with the account of Zacchaeus, the tax collector. In that day, tax collectors would collect over and above what the individual actually owed, and then they would pocket the difference. As a result, tax collectors were rich, and so was Zacchaeus. Therefore, tax collectors were hated by the Jews. Zacchaeus was of that ilk, that is, until he met Jesus. When Jesus said to Zacchaeus, Today I must stay at your home, we can only imagine how old Zac must have felt. Luke tells us this in chapter 19 of his gospel. Quote, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half my wealth to the poor, Lord, 
And if I have cheated people on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. Jesus responded and said, Salvation has come to this home today. For this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Close quote. Zacchaeus didn't experience salvation because he became willing to make restitution to those whom he had cheated. Zacchaeus became willing to make those amends because he met Jesus and in so doing experienced salvation. You know, it's funny. Nothing more is ever mentioned in scripture about this man Zacchaeus. His conversion and his resultant willingness to make amends gave him a start in what, in what hopefully was a close and personal walk with God through faith in Jesus. Did his faith continue to grow? Did he use his newfound life to tell others about Jesus? Or did the pull of the life of material wealth become too much for him to resist? We really don't know because we're not told. When Jesus seeks out and saves a sinner, he doesn't expect that person to make restitution outside of the power of God the Holy Spirit. God the Holy Spirit is the power that indwells every believer. God walks with you every step of the way if you're in Christ. I'll never forget my first amends. It was with my mom and dad, and I fully expected to get both barrels from them that night. But quite the opposite happened. I'll never forget my dad's words. He said, let's just start over from here and forget about the past. That was nearly 35 years ago, and I'm nearly in tears writing about it. Nearly all the examples of my amends were very much the same. There were very few people who were terrible and nasty. Most people were very gracious. You know, making amends gives us the opportunity to experience forgiveness from others. And it gives us the inspiration to be forgiving to others. Jesus said it best in Matthew's gospel. Listen to these words, quote, If you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. End of quote. These words come from the mouth of the Savior of the world, the one who made it possible for sinners to be forgiven. Jesus himself said that was his mission, that his mission was to seek and to save that which was lost. You and I were born in the condition Jesus refers to as lost. Without God taking the initiative to save us somewhere along life's road, 
we would still be dead in our trespasses and sins. But God chose to call us to himself. In fact, Jesus said, quote, no one can come to me unless the Father draws him, end of quote. Had God not drawn us to himself through faith in Jesus, we would still be lost and we would be bound for eternal torment. But because of our faith in Jesus, which is itself a gift, forgiveness is possible. As we read in scripture, quote, this is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. End of quote. Well, friend, that's all for today. Many thanks for taking the time to listen. Please mark your calendar for Sundays at 3 p.m. and join us for the new Christian Recovery Group. We'll be meeting in person at the Traverse City Alano Club located at 3055 Cass Road, Suite 109, just south of South Airport Road. And so, until next time, this is your host, Pastor Jim, wishing you God's richest blessings.